0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. I'm Jella Kiard.
1: And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every week talking to you about business, balance, and so many other things. We have been recording for six years, which you wouldn't know because I still don't know how to record an intro.
0: <laughs> we learned the life lesson of like, stop taking breaks in between your intro and your episode every <laughs> single time we have a guest. Yes, Amass.
1: yes, Man. Um, It's because I haven't had a snack in probably I don't know how many. Got to get off, so you You know me, I've got to have snacks or else the day is not going. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's the end of March and end of Women's History Month. We're heading into Mm -hmm. April. I'm excited. There's a lot of good stuff going on in April. Lots of um like local places are putting on like spring things where you can go shop yeah. for local vendors. I'm sure that's happening in Orlando. I'm sure it's happening all over. So make sure that you're looking out for those things so that you can shop local, um, throughout spring. Cause a lot of people, you know, have their spring, um, lines coming out in April.
0: So yeah, the sidewalk sales and mm-hmm. things are outdoors are yeah. a little bit safer shopping for people like myself who are a little bit more careful so take advantage of it while you still can
1: um do we have any sales coming up for rifle paper because i would like one
0: i don't know not that i know of um so
1: i really want them to have a sidewalk sale even though they're very scary
0: (laughs) They're scary, but you have to go on Friday, like, when it first opens. You cannot go any other day. You have to go Friday.
1: I know. Typically, like, Raven and I go together so that we have, like, a person, like, as, I don't know, just for support, emotional support. And then, like, John and Max literally are like, yeah, I'm not going in there. And they, like, wait outside. Mm -hmm. Um it's and and what we do is we we actually both do different sides of the sale mm-hmm. and kind of will like if we see something we know the
2: other hold it, exactly up, hold we'll it, grab it yeah
1: right. because we kind of know like oh you like this or whatever and it's everything is so cheap that i end up getting like it's just i'm like someone i know will like this i'm gonna get it it's just so so much good stuff for a really really cheap price um i'm happy that we live so close to it it's awesome
0: it's very convenient i say that as if i don't have a box full of my own inventory right here everybody this summer is getting the studio 404 paper card cuz i got lots of i inventory have like a box hand. of your
1: cards as well cuz um, every time that you put out new stuff i'm like i need that and then i forget to like send mail to people which honestly i'm just like again this is the time more than ever that i should be sending mail to people but I have not been great at it, but I keep buying stuff. But I've been trying to switch it up to prints more so I'm, like, actually, like, buying stuff that I'm, like, putting up and using. But I'll also just put note cards out because they're cute. Yeah, like, I have we'll some of the floral pattern ones out, and they're just, like, really calming and cute.
0: The lemon pattern ones, which I knew would be my favorite, but I got them reprinted, and the black ones have been – They, I'm, I think I might turn into a print just because it's very fun.
1: I think um, I'm going to use the lemon pattern ones for um, – when we have like closings and we want to write like a cute little note yeah um, i eventually do want to get like custom ones for like real estate from you but i also just really love the printed ones too like what do you think as like putting together a like because i'm going to be putting together these baskets do you think that i have to do like a custom one or do you think that it'd be like cool to do a printed one
0: I think custom ones nice because then people can use it as like a business card. Because I'm gonna lose my realtor's business card. Let's be real. Especially if I'm not following them on social. But that's true. If I have a cute art piece, then I'll keep it, and then I can share it. And friends will ask where I got it from. Maybe
1: I'll do like a small print, like a four by six. Yeah, like do that and a custom. That way, it's like because I want to give them something that's pretty but I like the idea of them having like the custom card as well. So I think I'll do both of those and then I'm going to do popcorn because we all know that I'm obsessed with majors popcorn. And then I'm obviously going to put a candle in there from Kismet and charisma. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like, I'm very big on like gifts for yeah. stuff like that.
0: For sure. And also if you are, you know, owning a business right now is a really good opportunity to start um, just being more, up in and about and social, and trying to get the word out. I will say a lot of people have come out of the winter cocoon. So, for service side, I've gotten a lot of clients message me about doing new things or trying new things now that it's warmer. Um, so, reach out to your old clients and kind of send a spring update. If you have not gotten in touch with them lately, you would be surprised at the referrals that you would probably get or the old recurring business from people who are ready to update things because it is a new season. So. Truly recommend doing that if you have not done that as well. And if you have a business, product-based business, product business like we talked about, um, reach out to people who are doing spring sales and seeing if you could kind of slide in and get a table or a tent or whatever it is, um, because it's a great opportunity to get introduced with your local area. And then people become fans of you and they start to shop from you and become recurring buyers. So,
1: yes, recurring buyers are the best <laughs> And especially if you are, again, the type that puts out different things throughout the year, different seasons, then, you know, having recurring buyers is really helpful because you're putting out something different every few months, then they're going to still be interested in continuing to buy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love – I don't know why, but I think that, like, spring is definitely my favorite time for, like, markets and for just, like, making purchases. I think that maybe it's just because in winter – everyone is like very frantic. <laughs> so it's like everyone's like, oh, I got to get stuff for like different holidays and stuff. So it's like a lot going on. And I think that I like the stuff that's sold in fall best because fall is like one of my favorite seasons. And I like, you know, just like the sense and the artistry of that season. But there's just something about like shopping around and like strolling around and shopping in spring. It's just so nice. And it's funny because it's not like we have like real winter where we are, you know, stuck inside per se it does get a little cold sometimes but it's not that serious um but I, it's still just like it just feels like that re-emergence you know
0: i love it for sure yeah so take some opportunities this next couple of months before it becomes summer and people are traveling that's really what well, fear not in florida where it's just too warm and the weather's too yeah for us it's know? like
1: hibernation is coming because we're gonna <laughs> right but for people
0: who are in areas where it's actually nice um this is the time to get your boots on the ground start taking advantage of getting to know people who have um, brick and mortar stores so that you can kind of get your products in the doors. So.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to hibernate over the summer. Um, So (laughs) now is when I'm going out and doing all the spring things and I need to make a little spring list of like, just things I want to, like I want to make sure that I get out and about and do, you know, do the most basically until it gets to the point where it's just way too hot to be outside
0: hashtag felt because so if you, you <laughs> if you're doing anything exciting this spring let us know hit us up on social at heart and hustle podcast on instagram heart and hustle pod on twitter using the hashtag boss so hard tag us in your stories uh, your reels um, charisma will watch them i probably won't but I, she'll will them. Them. I will
1: look at them. <laughs> Post things, so definitely send it our way. Definitely make sure that you're also reviewing us wherever you review your podcasts. And our Patreon is available for you to sign up. You can go to our website at hearthustlepodcast.com. and our Patreon. You can just click right at the very top, and there's like a little little strip that's like, "Hey, here's our Patreon." And you can click on that, and it's super easy to get to from there. Or you can just go to Patreon and search for us that way as well. Um, Absolutely. Also, if you want to stock up on candles before uh, we move to some other scents, um, you can use Boss So Hard to get 20% off all products at KismetandCharisma.com. So definitely. Same go for Studio
0: 404 paper, Studio 404.com. You can get prints, uh, all kinds of things. I have a lot of stuff on hand right now, so I might be dropping some prices um so check that out because i think i was thinking of doing free shipping for my birthday which is monday april 4th so if that is the case it might still happen i would suggest signing up for the newsletter while you're there it pops up it's in all the boxes on the website and put your email in so that way you can get that notification to get free shipping if you want to wait until monday because that is my my birthday gift to all of you free um,
1: shipping is bae I already get free shipping from you but for other people <laughs> <laughs> um, I never do free shipping because I have candles but I am starting to think about doing it on orders over like a certain amount. Yeah, I, You get free cool.
0: shipping at any point over $40 anyway with me which yeah, a lot of people do me, anyway. it have so. to
1: be a high amount because obviously yeah. shipping candles You like, have
0: to be like a 50-70 Yeah it's five, a different
1: go. situation it is very expensive to ship candles but that is definitely something that I'm like I, I do think I want to add but just I to figure out that price point, for it's that,
0: very but. interesting because people do order more for the free shipping, which I'm actually grateful I'm, for. I do and that. not mad
2: about. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, as a as a consumer, I literally do that. That's why I'm like, I do think it's such a great thing to have because anytime, like, I literally am signed up for so many different places that I love, but I will wait until they're having free shipping. And I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna buy stuff, and then I'll like kind of stock
0: up. <laughs> yeah, um. So I appreciate all of you who have invested in Studio Four for Paper by just getting all the cards that you need for entire i'm like you have to have this for like two years because there's no way you're going through these cards right now in that amount of time i know but
1: i just keep stocking up because i'm like (laughs) you know you ever like i feel like i like to have an assortment because like some people i'm like i might look at this person and be like this person really is gonna connect to the moon print card but like this person is gonna connect to you know a floral print And then this person is going to connect to lemons. It's like, they're all, you know, people are so different. So I can't just send them whatever, you know? So I have to, like, have a lot on hand to feel like. Curation um, process. I will say the self-love
0: cards are going quickly and they are very fun. And I really do like them a lot. Like, it's really one of the funner things that I've done. So if you have not gotten those, I don't know if I'm going to keep them in stock for the whole year just because people have been very interested in getting them and then reprinting. Everyone's been buying the set. No one's been buying one. So uh, figuring out that cadence there, but on hand, if you want them like right now, (laughs) what I'm saying is, unless you want to wait for me to ship them out, I have them on hand. So if you want to buy them, buy them now. If not, you might have to wait till the summer. We'll see how that works. And they're really
1: like messages that like, I know I personally need to hear right now. I'm sure other people feel the same way. And again, these are ones that like, I feel like are really helpful to, you know, if you receive one, you're like, I'm going to like pin this in my mirror or like put this on my nightstand because it like those those are just those are good messages, especially the flowers need to bloom. And so do you like or need time because I'm just like, yeah, that's that's been heavy on my mind lately. Like give yourself a moment, you know,
0: give us time. So uh, speaking of that, our interview is very important. And we have a great guest who talks about how she's taking time for herself and really reinvesting after you know, basically burning out and figuring out and going through a rough time. And now uh, that she's investing in herself, she has some really good advice, um, especially being an OG on the internet. I feel like it's really nice to talk to people who've been online a long time because they've seen the uh, ebbs and flows and the trends, and they have a little clearer level head perspective versus sometimes some of these people who have, like, huge followings but have only been around for, like, two or three. I can't Yeah, because you
1: don't... It's not the same situation if no. you have been doing this for a super long time. And I love... Hearing from people that were around, you know, in 07, 08, 09, you know, and have been cre- like creating consistently for that long is that in itself, even if you're not sharing anything you're creating, creating for that long is very impressive and can lead to burnout, of course, um, if you're not, you know, taking the proper precautions. But I also love to hear from people that are Black and don't live here, right? Who that yes. don't live in the United States. Because- we, we are
0: actually doing really good at having an international. <laughs> yeah yes, and and I think that's important so that's exciting. Because it,
1: you know it's very you know there are certain things about the black experience that are universal, and then there's a lot of things that aren't and so it's interesting to hear, you know, how are things going in where other people live and what sort of because we all are gonna face certain things because we're black, you know what I mean? so it's like how are they dealing with those things there how are they how are they building community? That's a big thing for me, and I know you know we've talked we were talking to. Bobby about it in Bristol. Now we're talking to somebody who is in London. And I really want to know, like, how are how are Black people in other parts of the world and people in general in other parts of the world building community, especially with everything that we've just gone through and we've seen how important it is to have, like, that core group or community to rely on? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk to her because... I've wanted to for forever. So I've I've been following her probably as long as she's been blogging. Um, so it's always fun to talk to people that you've been, you know, seeing them create consistently for that long. And I do feel like there was a million more questions I would have wanted to ask her, but obviously we couldn't talk to her all day. But I do want to mention one of the things that she did that was really cool was go to, I want to say it was like the London airport, maybe at Heathrow and mm-hmm. she went to find, um, she went there specifically to be like, I would like to try to see if I can find makeup that will match my skin. And she did a video on it to show and explain how, and this was like before Fenty, but mm-hmm. like she was explaining how there is not makeup. Like she's like, if, if someone like me is like traveling a lot, maybe if I was traveling for like, two months straight and I didn't have time to like go to a specific type of store or order from a specific place. I can't just casually go pick up colors that will complement me at, you know, at an airport. And again, we're talking about a massive airport with, they had a huge collection. They just didn't have anything that would fit her skin. Um, and so I love when she does like YouTube videos and stuff like that, that really go, I think beyond what a lot of, um, creators have been doing to really dive into, you know, why, okay, yes, makeup is great and clothes are great, but like, why are people making clothes this way? And why are makeup companies making things this way? And so she asked a lot of those questions and she's not afraid to uh, critique brands and like call them out for not being inclusive, which I think Unfortunately, we do see, and again, this is not everybody, but we do see a lot of influencers that are just like, I will take whatever comes at me, because I just am trying to get to the next stage, get more followers, get a check, whatever. And I get it, it can be hard, like you got to pay your bills or whatever. But that's what I love about Christabel is that she is literally like, no, like, we're only going to be working together if you are doing the things you need to be doing. And if you're not doing the things you're going to need to be doing, I'm not afraid to, you know, speak out on that
0: yeah exactly so it's a really good interview we won't keep you from it any longer but definitely follow her on all of the socials because she is a gem and a light who's doing good work out here in the streets so as always uh, like and review on apple podcast if you would like share and we'll see you next week bye bye
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking to Christabel Plummer. I'm very, very excited. I have wanted to talk to her for a long time. So welcome to the podcast, Christabel. For those who aren't familiar with your work already, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and who you are.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, So I I guess I'm one of the OG UK influencers. That sounds so weird to say. But I started with a blog in late 2008. So my blog is called I Want You To Know. And it was just, you know, the natural progression for me. Because obviously I had, I had um, Live Journal, Teen Open Diary. I had MySpace, Sanger, mm-hmm. so Like I went through all of the different, like, various social media pa- um, platforms in my youth. Um, and I started blogging because... I could see people just sharing their style. It was very relatable and inspiring just seeing ordinary people, you know, sharing what they'd bought, doing all sorts of things. And I thought, well, I could do that. Like, I was studying fashion at the time and I thought, I've got a perspective on this, you know, let me get started. So I'm still going. I mean, obviously, now there's Instagram, TikTok, like, the landscape has changed so much. In the beginning, it probably would have seemed a bit weird (laughs) to have a blog, but now everyone's kind of doing it. You can see people filming TikToks all over the place. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone is now an influencer of sorts. So it's really interesting to see how it's all changed.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Also, because there was only a handful of, like, Black fashion bloggers at that time, as someone who was on the internet, you know, (laughs) perpetually as you were, um, seeing people who looked like me in what clothes worked with the skin tones and everything and like how we could wear our hair. And it was so inspirational to have you and the few others who were pioneering and championing, like just putting on clothes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because the rest of us, we, we were clueless. So having that, you know, fashion for people who weren't really online back then, fashion blogs and just blogs in general lifestyle type blogs were very important. But whenever you saw a woman of color, especially black women, it was like, I hyper-focused into it. I got to subscribe. I need to know what's happening on my Google reader, you know, updating, reading the comments, seeing who's in there and clicking on their blog. So, uh, it definitely is a labor of love, but it's exciting that you've been in this journey for so long and that you're still continuing.
2: Yeah, no, I think when I started, there was probably a couple like Goni, um, she's now got her own fashion label mm-hmm. and Abby Marvel as well so they're kind of the early ones and I think Steph like um, Stephanie Yaboa was blogging but it, it took me a while to find them I think you know I started to get invited to events in 2009 but I don't think I met anyone black at the events for a while like it, it took some time You were definitely,
1: like, the first black, like, British blogger that I was aware of, for sure. And I, I do. I think it was, like, one of those things that even though technically everyone's online, it was just kind of, like, hard to find each other, per se. I mean, Angelica and I, like, we did find each other kind of in early days, but at the same time, we had been creating online for like a long time before we actually like got to know each other and became friends um so it's just definitely less of us you know what i mean especially like i won't say there's less of us i say there's less of us getting invited to things sometimes right and getting Mm -hmm. you know the spotlight in, in these ways so it's you know i was glad to see that you really just like dominated the event scene in london and london has a really great like blogger event scene i think one of the best i like i feel like it's better than new york's um yeah because it's like you guys just are very consistent in your events like they are very they just seem like they're very well done um and that's literally i'm like when the world is safe again like that's all i want to do is just like go to a blogger event in london (laughs)
2: yeah I'm glad that they've started up again because obviously we had a bit of a break and there were a lot of virtual events but it's not quite the same on zoom you know no one's in the breakout rooms you don't get a chance to like laugh with your mates so yeah it's great to see people IRL again and just catch up um but yeah it's interesting what you're saying about events like how you prefer (laughs) you prefer the UK events um I
1: really, I really do. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like number one, they're just more consistent. Like there's Mm -hmm. just more consistency in them. And they just seem to be like put together a bit better. I also feel like the um, I like the content from them better because sometimes with content from people here, like influencers and bloggers here when they've all gone to event, you see the exact same thing because everybody kind of just reports it in the same way and doesn't always put their spin on it. Um, And I feel like in your scene, they've done a better job at being like, this is how I'm going to present it. So even though everybody's at the same event, we're kind of getting the information in different ways. Because I'll follow something that like you and like maybe three other people that I, you know, follow are at that same event. And the content that I'm getting from all of you from the same event feels very different, you know?
2: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: You, uh, Christabel, created a support group for bloggers and influencers and a workshop that was called Hashtag You Can Sit With Us, which means you're a very nice person because Mm -hmm. I'm at the point where I don't want anyone to sit with me. I want to be on the (laughs) island. Um, (laughs) Why did you you think it was important to create the safe space that you had created and what was running it like?
2: So, yeah, I started that in like 2017, that was all because of a tweet. I think I could just see a lot of people were fed up with the Instagram algorithm, like even back then. Um, and a lot of people seemed disheartened online and there was a lot of, you know, angry tweets. And I just thought, you know, every time I've had real life conversations with people, I've instantly felt better. You know, when I've spoken about my ideas or inspirations, I think it's just, sometimes you just need offline discourse to just Mm -hmm. make yourself feel better, to just get out of your own head, stop looking online. Um, So I just wanted to, you know, bring the internet offline and do something in person. Um, And, yeah, luckily I, you know, I'm a member of a co-working space, so I had a venue. I said to people, just bring some food a lot, bring some snacks. And they brought so many snacks. Like I think someone brought some Prosecco as well. Um, and we all just chatted through, you know, certain topics, and I got people on different tables, different kinds of people chatting to each other, and I think people just felt inspired, and, you know, they didn't feel so alone. They were able to, like, chat through their their problems and issues with Instagram, and, um, yeah, feel a bit better.
1: I love that so much, because I really do think that like you said, kind of bringing the online, you know, offline, I think that when you have that sense of community, it just really makes a big difference when it comes to creating and putting yourself out there. And it can really like, especially if you're just starting, you feel like you're just kind of speaking to no one, you know, and it can just get really intimidating when you're like, oh my gosh, I have to keep up with all these things. Like no one's even engaging in my content, that sort of thing. But I think that community is what makes a lot of just creating worth it you know what i mean like when you get to meet people like-minded people in person bounce ideas off of each other share like that's just so amazing and i love that you know i love what you named it first of all like you can sit with us is perfect especially for anyone that's a millennial is gonna get that reference immediately um and i just love that it was just a safe space for anyone at any level to come into because a lot of times i think You know, some workshops are, you know, just for like very, very specific people. And this just kind of seemed to be for everyone, which is wonderful.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of an experiment, the first event. And it was great to have someone with maybe like over 150,000 followers talking to someone who was maybe just starting out because it's good to not be in the bubble sometimes. I think, you know, with some people, it can go to their heads if they have a bigger following. And Um, I think it's important to, you know, listen to different perspectives and, you know, just not distance yourself.
1: Yes, 100%. I think that a lot of people that don't necessarily have massive followings think that, like, I don't know what they, they think that people with, like, huge followings, I don't know, they think their life is different than what it is. And I have two really close friends that have massive followings. And it doesn't mean that they're always happy. It doesn't mean that work is always perfect. It doesn't mean their life is always perfect, you know. And sometimes I feel uh, there's like a pressure where they just feel like they can't be themselves. Um, So I think that on the flip side, like for newer people or people with smaller followings, they can kind of get some support and insight. But then the people with larger followings have a place where they can just kind of like relax a bit, be themselves and, you know, just kind of share about their craft, which is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. So this pandemic has been a lot (laughs) for all (laughs) of us, and it is just ongoing and horrific. Um, But, you know, a lot of creative people are still trying to do their thing, still trying to create. Um, And a lot of people are kind of just struggling to find their footing again after kind of, you know, being shut inside for so long and, and having the routines you know severely disrupted so what advice do you have for those who want to be creative again but kind of feel stuck in a rut because of the
2: pandemic Uh, I think it's important to just like hone your niche and like really figure out what you stand for because you know sometimes it helps to go back to like to use this time to just go back to basics and think like why am I doing this what am I all about um you know what am I creating I mean, because for me, I've always kept it real. I've always been quite honest with like what I'm going through, and I think I just well now I'm kind of taking my audience along the thirty-something journey. It used to be the twenty-something journey; it's now the thirty-something journey, um, and all that it entails. So, yeah, I just i I've just sort of used this time to you know, just remind myself of, like, why I'm doing this and what, you know, what's important to me. Yeah, Yeah. I, I love that.
0: I think it's harder, or even, I guess some people had a hard time during lockdown specifically because of all the introspection that they had to do. And so you saying that you're finding out what was important to you is is something that I think a lot of people found challenging. So I think it's a positive to kind of lean into that self awareness and kind of look into yourself because you do start to create content and do things that are exciting when you do it for yourself. Because um, yeah. I'm interested in what I'm interested in. And so it's also how I find people who are like-minded. So stopping cre- to create for what the quote-unquote, like you said, the algorithm wants or what this person wants, or what I think the populace wants. And when I start to create for myself, it attracts people that I want to attract the clients that I want to attract the followers that I want to attract. And then I start to build a better community for myself. So I think this is excellent advice.
2: Yeah. And I think, as you know, it's also important to connect with other people who may be going through the same thing, um, you know, in a similar way to the support group. I think it's I've got a few you know close friends I confide in I actually have like a month monthly meeting with one of them so Mm -hmm. we sort of chat through you know how everything went throughout the month how much we posted what went well what didn't go well um you know what goals did we set for the month and did we hit them anything we noticed like how many followers did we gain did we have like a TikTok that did really well or you know did something did someone mention us so I think that's quite helpful like for getting out of my own head and even my friend you know sometimes she'll say like oh yeah I'm, I'm losing followers as well and I'm like okay it's not just me and I instantly feel better so I think it's important to just create your own like support network as well because I'm sure a lot of people are feeling the same and I think maybe just meeting up once a month chatting through things coming up with a bit of a, a plan a goal because you know this industry it's it's sticking around like there's a lot of there's a lot of money in it and I think there's a lot of potential in it I think you know in in my space the fashion sphere it's so important you know to see people with a similar body shape to me they're going shopping they're showing me how things fit and I'm like wow I can you know relate to that so much more than a model and you know there's other people talking about mental health they're talking about parenting in an honest way that you know they're providing content that you don't typically get elsewhere and I think that's so important. And I do, I do think there's a future in it, you know, I think marketing needs to be more or, or content. Um, yeah, it needs to be relatable. And, you know, typically, magazines in the past, you know, they weren't always inclusive. But now you can find someone with your skin tone, you can get beauty advice, fashion advice, travel advice, life advice. Um, you know, it's so useful. So I think there's definitely a future in it and it's just important to keep going
1: yeah Yeah. as a consumer i am much more likely to go on instagram to find you know something i want to buy especially if it's clothing more than anything else um before i'm gonna go you know just like doing a google search or going to the store even um because kind of like you were saying like it's very hard to know what it's going to look like on your body when models look so very different than you do. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes like when I'm on a website and like you're looking to buy the thing, it'll be like the model wearing this dress is, you know, five ten, and she is wearing a small and she weighs, you know, whatever, like a very low weight. And I'm just like, okay, that's not going to be my reality at all. Like I need to make sure that, you know, certain bits are covered, and I need to make sure it fits a certain way in the waist or whatever it is. So being able to find people that have a more similar body shape to you, especially when, you know, you're thinking about things like people that have, you know, bigger boobs or a bigger butt, things like that is like, it's just such a very different thing. Like you can't just everybody wear the exact same clothing, right? Like it's just it's not gonna look the same and work for everyone. And so I love that you share how things fit like Realistically, and I really love a lot of the pieces that you've shared over the years, especially dresses. I will definitely say, like, my personal style has been influenced by yours, um, and especially the way that you wear dresses and the dresses you find. There's one in particular I can't think of what the what the dress is called, but you and a good friend of yours both wore it, and you have very different body types. And it looked oh, really good on both of you. And I, I thought that that was really interesting. And I was like, okay, I really like that. You, you tend to find pieces that do work for different body types, which is really fantastic. And I think hard
2: to do. I wonder what dress that was now. Do you remember what it was? I
1: will, I will find it. I remember it was like you and your friend who, I cannot remember her name, but she's a white girl with brown hair. And she used to be a roommate. Oh, <laughs> you had the same Bowdoin dress yes yeah I would say like you had two different colors of it but it looked really fantastic
2: on both of you oh thank you I know she's a bit taller than me so I'm always like I'm not quite gonna look the same but I I just really liked it and um yeah it it was just something to perk me up in in January you know when you're like a bit sick of everything you're wearing and I found it in the sale and I thought ooh that could work that you know it came it it looked nice I thought I can wear it with a trench coat I can wear it with a winter coat and then in the summer I can wear it on its own like last week we had some good weather so I wore it with some sandals and it still looked great so yeah I was really pleased with it and I yeah think and you
1: cool. always wear very bright clothes too which I love
2: yeah I just which love- I
1: feel like is necessary in the UK where it's like raining a lot <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, I think it's due to rain in a bit. But yeah, I just love it to sort of perk up my mood. And I think, you know, Black women in colors, especially yellow, yes. like, I think yes. nothing beats it.
1: Yeah, um, that is true. We
0: look amazing in yellow.
2: As I say, Black
0: women didn't bit yellow. So, yes. you know, it is 100%. what it is. <laughs> 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 also, Bowdoin, like, appreciation moment because I America does not appreciate Bowdoin the way that they should. Like, it is truly... A brand that every, I feel like every other country appreciates, but in America, it's like under the yeah, and I road. Don't, I don't rug. understand why. Um, so, just if you haven't gone to check out their clothes uh, ever, which you should, I hope somebody has, will get inspired to go check out the site because they have really good deals and their clothes look awesome and they also are not quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
1: I, I feel like we struggle with a lot, like having quality clothes in the United States. A lot of times it's hard to find stuff that. You know, people are very into, like, Shein and stuff like that here. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Um, So it's, like, it's hard to find quality pieces. And I'm definitely the type that I'd much rather spend more and buy one piece that is going to last me forever versus, like, buying 10 pieces that are going to fall apart. And just, to me, don't even feel right on the skin, if that makes sense. Like, they just – it feels like this material shouldn't be touching me. Um, So, yeah, I just feel like I don't know why the United States is so hesitant to – you know, like Bowdoin, but hopefully, uh, hopefully people here start picking it up, because it's really, really beautiful, beautiful stuff.
2: So interesting. Yeah, I find that spending a bit more on your clothes, especially if you do have, like, bigger boobs, like with me, um, you just get a more interesting cut of dress, and the more you spend, like, the more seams you get, you know, the more fabric you sometimes get, and sometimes, you know, I need a bit of fabric on the bottom half to sort of balance things out. So I am willing to spend a bit more. I think I've I've definitely enjoyed the pieces that I've invested in and I wear them again and again.
0: For sure. Well we were talking a little bit about the algorithm and now I feel like you know we were having issues with it like you said in 2017. It's gotten worse. It hasn't gotten any better. Um so what advice do you have for creatives who are want to use social media, want to kind of be an influencer, make change, but they're having a hard time dealing with the algorithm
2: <laughs> that is a, a tricky question I think it's I mean the, you know there are practical things you can do you can follow the creator's account on Instagram like they give a lot of tips out you may even be able to get a meeting with Instagram um, and they will they will advise you on what to post I mean at the moment it seems to be reels like they just want you to post reels and it's so interesting because when I ask my audience, they're like, we hate reels, but it's like, that's <laughs> the future. Like, video is the future. Um So, yeah, I mean, there are practical things you can do, but I think you just have to accept that it is, it's just going to be ever-changing. It's going to keep us on our toes. Like, even in a pandemic, you know, we've had reels, reels started, was it 2020? And, you know, it's not the not best time to to right <laughs> to do. Like we already had a lot going on like mentally but they kept they're just going to keep doing it and I think you just have to accept like you know it's not necessarily feasible to just keep creating and creating um you know I remember there was an article they wanted you to do like four reels a week not yes every day um <laughs> you know a, like a live every week and it's not you know it's it may not work for some people to do a live every week you know I barely do lives um so I guess you just have to accept that you 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 can't be a machine like you need to look after your mental health and not let it get to you too much um you know there's there's highs and lows I think you've just gotta ride the waves like there'll be times when you don't feel inspired to create four reels a week (laughs) you know it's definitely possible um especially with the pandemic and all the different various world events going on, like we're not always going to be um, on our A game. Um, so I think it's just maybe taking those breaks when you need to, you know, taking some time to, re, you know, um, recuperate and recharge and, and then, yeah, go back into it when you feel ready. Cause it's a, you know, it's a lot of free content that you have to create and, Yes. you've still got to think about the practical side you know, how how are you are going to pay your rent um, so yeah, I think I'm always trying to find a balance you know, and it's, I think the apps have a lot to answer for, like there's a, the, I, I know some of them are introducing creator funds um, we don't have them in the UK yet but that'll be interesting when that starts happening and you know, Instagram they're going to introduce subscriptions so a Patreon like element so maybe that'll help, you know, to have a bit more income coming in through the apps. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, that's one of the things that I always think about, and especially like with business owners as well, because a lot of business owners will spend more time, you know, trying to create content than they are like running their business. Um, and yeah, it's like, if you're an influencer, it's like, of course, yes, you're going to be putting out content. But at a certain point, like you said, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, is this going to pay help pay my bills or help me get get closer to paying my bills. Because at a certain point, it's like, you know, four reels a week is a lot. Like, that's a lot, especially if you're not, especially if you're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't go outside, you know, things like that. It's like, that's just really a lot to put together and doing more on top of that, doing lives on top of that, doing multiple static posts and everything else. And that's just for one platform. Because, you know, there's one people that will zero in on one platform, which I do think can be really smart. Um, But there's a lot of people that are like, well, I'm doing Instagram, I'm doing TikTok, I'm doing YouTube, you know, so it just gets to a point where it's like, you're going to run yourself ragged. And if you're not mentally okay to, you know, to do any of it, like if you're burning yourself out, then that's not helping you at all either. So I really do hope that Instagram sees that it's like, just ridiculous. And like Mm -hmm. you said, how your your um, followers were like, you know, we don't want reels, we want like regular posts. And I remember um, Keiko Lynn, she asked the same thing. And her followers like said the same thing. It's like a lot of people who have large followings are asking and most people are responding like, yeah, we prefer, you know, the photos. But it's almost just like Instagram's like you will like these videos or else <laughs> like, we will give you no other option. Because when they're when they're showing reels to more people than they're showing your photos, then, of course, you know, a lot of people are going to make reels. So it's definitely complex. I hope that they I hope they get like some people on their team who are like, hey, maybe people should be allowed to like sleep and, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of their mental health. Um, So, yeah, it's 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 a mess. But Mm. speaking of amazing content, you create with your mother, which is Awesome. Your mom is like the coolest person on earth and I want to be her when I grow up. She's <laughs> amazing. She's just she's just like so, I don't know, she's just so cool. Um so tell us a little bit more about your relationship with your mom behind the scenes and what are some of the important things that you have learned from her about life and having a career? Ooh. Um
2: so yeah, I think our relationship is better. Like it hasn't always been great. Um because, you know, she, she, we're both very strong personalities. We're quite similar. When I used to live at home, she would always be bursting in and she's like, what did you get from this event? What's in the goodie bag? What's this? You know, what have you got for me? What can I borrow? And I'm just like, stop. <laughs> so I think moving out helped, um, helped create a bit of distance so I, I can see her when I want to and then I can go home and it is well um but I think yeah I think you know the pandemic has brought us closer together you know all sorts of things happening um and I guess I've just realized that I feel like she was the original influencer like she's always just been herself and I didn't realize like how hard it was for some people to just be themselves and I think you know she had me when um she was 23 so quite young because when I was 23 I didn't know what was going on right had a whole baby like she said that she would just wear her pajamas out and about like they looked like clothes I've seen the picture like she's wearing this polka dot top and she said they were pajamas because I guess maternity wear was very different and I don't know if they there were like maternity brands um like it's interesting how it's all evolved now but she would just wear what she wanted and I think her aunts were like you can't wear that you can't wear that
0: (laughs) (laughs) just did it
2: so I think she's just not really cared about what other people think and I definitely maybe I think I've taken after her in that way um you know she'll go to events by herself and she won't be fazed by people even if you know people are like what is she doing here she you know she will just act like she belongs there and talk to people. If they're not nice, she will just move on to the next person. But she's very, she's nice. Like she's very personable. She's very chatty, bubbly, and I just I didn't realise that a lot of people weren't like that. It's it's so weird because yeah. I'm not I'm not like a socially awkward person. And I, you know, I went to this um, virtual event the other week where they were talking about like social anxiety, and this person you wouldn't expect. Like she's founded this amazing company, but she's talks about having social anxiety and she, you know, she freaks out when she hosts events because she thinks people won't want her there. And I'm just like, that is laughable. Like, I can't believe it, but it's really interesting. It seems to be more common than you think. Um, but going off on a tangent, um, but I think I've just learned from her to just be yourself, you know, like just be yourself, wear what you want, be who you want to be. It's so simple, but I just, I didn't realize that people found it hard. Oh yeah. People find
1: it hard. Like (laughs) I definitely think people find it hard. And I think that's why your mom is so awesome because she, it seems like so effortless for her. Like she's just like, I myself and this is who I'm going to be. And I'm going to live very much like live out loud and not apologize for taking up space, which I think is just definitely something a lot of people do. Um, the photo of your mom on your Instagram, where she's in the red coat. That photo gives me life. <laughs> Do you know the coat that I'm talking yeah, the, about? The Sega one. Yeah,
2: she will just go yes. to these expensive shops and try things on. And, oh my gosh, and I, I love like it. And, has, and I, this.
1: I love her body language in that photo. You know what I mean? Like she's just like, this is me. I am here. Like, oh, I love it. Your mom needs her own reality show. Actually,
0: would <laughs> <Good> oh. watch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: I feel like it would do quite well. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll tell her.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so what TV shows, movies, music, books, all the things that you're enjoying when you need to take a break from the news cycle that is consistently never good?
2: <laughs> um, TV shows. I'm trying to think, what have I watched recently? I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, there's yes. been about 20 seasons, I think, in the past two yes. years. But- um I am obsessed like I will watch it I'll watch it in Spanish with the subtitles oh I, will watch I love it, in it. English. I will watch the Canadian version I will watch all of them I can't get enough like I might keep them coming like it's just it's just great to see um you know these drag queens like living authentically I feel like you know drag queens are you know the one of the few kinds of people that just live authentically and mm-hmm. you know they are themselves and know it's entertaining to watch and it's inspiring to watch as well so yeah definitely drag race has helped me get through these (laughs) these tricky you know years um what am i reading i feel really bad i haven't read anything in a while um i've got a few good books the joy of being selfish is a good book about boundaries i think we all need to have boundaries um How to Build a Healthy Brain is also a good book, sort of dealing with brain health, mental health, um, looking after yourself, like things you can eat to kind of boost your brain power. Um, I also loved like Natives by Akala, like that was a really good book about the history of empire and race and got me thinking about things in a different way. So I don't know if I was really switching off like reading that book, but it definitely um yeah taught me a lot
0: that's okay, awesome
1: so back to drag race because <laughs> 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 like next time you're in the united states like i really want to take you to a show over either in orlando or new york either or because you know my i think i mentioned to you that my brother used to work for the house of Valor for sasha Valore. Oh, mm. Yeah, so we're very big into drag in my family. It's like when when it's like the holidays and we're getting together, like we literally put on Drag Race and you can't even hear anything because every we're all just like yelling over the TV. Even my straight brother gets like very into it. He has like certain queens that he'll just be like just, you know, going on and on and on about how amazing they are. And yeah, we just really love drag in my family. Like we're, we're always either watching Drag Race or going to a drag brunch um and orlando new york like get a lot of the best shows um so yeah definitely like good places to go see live drag for next time you're on this side of the pond okay i'll bear that in mind yeah definitely you would you would love the drag shows here like they're just oh they're amazing um i've just started to get into like the uk's drag race because there's so many like drag races now it's like the mm. regular one and then all-stars and then you know they're doing them in different countries so like we're just starting now to watch um the one over in the UK but we're we're in like season 14 of regular drag race mm. now and are you watching this season oh yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah do you have like a favorite front runner or like maybe a few that you like
2: yeah I mean I like Bosco I like mm. Willow Pill um and lady camden i mean she's a brit so it'd be good for her to yeah you know, win some money because they don't win money in the uk version so oh, i didn't know that they just get a badge like every week they you know they get a badge or they win the chance to record to film the oh, show wow. <laughs> in america but uh. <laughs> Oh win the, the American version and win th- $100,000. <laughs> yeah, Lady
1: Camden is actually my favorite to win at all, especially after last week with the Rusical. Um, so she is actually my top runner. I'd say, like, Bosco, close behind. And then my husband is obsessed with Willow Pill. That's who he wants to win everything. So we never agree. We always want different people to win. <laughs> but, yeah, that's – I did not know that they didn't win money over there and stuff. Do they win, like, when they – during like each week do they win like prizes that you know like do they win like tips or so to speak mm-hmm. as they do in america
2: no i because it's on the bbc so oh, like, the, the bbc wow. is like publicly funded so for some reason they can't give them money even though i would you know we you all pay like a fee to watch the bbc basically yeah um, i would gladly i'd be happy if someone you know my fee went towards drag queens um, <laughs> exactly. What you're saying, but yeah for some reason they can't give prize money and they can't advertise so that's why you don't get the same amount of promo as the American version because you know the American version they're like they're doing this cha- challenge inspired by bubbly water or yes. whatever mm. else um, snag tights there's none of that on the BBC <laughs> and they actually cut it out because when they show the, um, the Australian version they cut out all the adverts so oh. <laughs> the money what the, the, channel
1: it. is um, Love Island on?
2: That's on ITV. So they're allowed to advertise. So obviously that that's why they've got the fast fashion partnerships.
1: Man, we need to move Drag Race there because mm-hmm. they deserve money. That show is very hard to, you know, compete in. And it costs so much money. When my brother was working for Sasha, like, you know, he would be like in her closet and stuff all the time. And just the amount of stuff that she had to bring with her, and how much money she had to put to just be on the show is like, it's wild. And like, yes, you get a lot of like prizes, but a lot of the prizes don't like make sense. It's the money that makes a huge difference in your life. So, yeah, they need to move that show. That's wild.
2: Yeah, no, it's hard because there's, you know, there's certain queens who don't even bother applying because it it just costs so much money, you know, from the outset. And there's no guarantee of a big payoff
1: Yeah, so you actually have a lot of creative skills that would probably make you a great drag queen (laughs) (laughs) because you can sew and do things like that. You actually have like a real background in fashion, right? So tell us about some of the creative hobbies that you're currently doing or
2: any that you would like to start maybe sometime later this year. Yeah, so I'm a knitter at the moment. So I'm sort of, I'm trying to hand knit a jumper, (laughs) um I need to unravel a bit though because I, I got a bit too enth- enthusiastic and knitted too much and I need to decrease my stitches so need to do a few amendments but I think it's it's just great for switching off and you can have a podcast on in the background or have tv um and just focus on creating something and it's you know it's so nice I've, I've crocheted a blanket as well and it's just great to look at I'm like oh my god I made that and I remember everything I watched when I was making it like I watched Emily in Paris I watched um The Crown I watched all sorts of things so lots of memories during the pandemic of just making these little crochet squares and then eventually joining them together and then having this huge piece that I could be proud of um but I yeah I also like to do other things like I mean I haven't done this in a while I used to go to improv classes like before the pandemic and it was just a great way to you know just be a bit silly you know there's Mm -hmm. there's activities uh, there's games there's a lot of you know yes and you can act out scenes with people you don't know what's going to happen you really have to think on your feet and it was a challenge um definitely because I you know at first I wanted to be perfect I'm like oh this is acting, but it's, it's, it's not like serious acting. Like you don't have to be perfect. I feel like I'm, I'm really bad at like putting accents on. Like every time I try and put an accent on, it just changes back into my normal accent. Um, but yeah, I, sometimes I've just laughed so much. Like I, I literally will be practically crying on the floor laughing because it's so random what happens. Um, and it's a great way to switch off and you know not be looking at your phone.
1: Yeah, I really love improv. We have a great um, place downtown here that I go to a lot. I've never participated, but I just always watch. And it's literally just, you know, watching it, I will be on the floor laughing. Like improv is just so funny and it's just so in the moment. What I love about an improv show is like, It's just something that will never happen again. Like it happens for that, in that space, in that time with those people. And then that's it. It's never going to happen again. So that's, it's just one of like my favorite uh, types of things to watch. Now, though, that I hear that you're bad at accents, I really want to hear you do an American accent.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. You don't want to hear that.
1: (laughs) I actually really love hearing people from, like, London do American accents because they're always, they're just hilarious, actually. I think you guys do better at it than we do at your accents, so there's that, at least. Americans are terrible at accents. Most Americans, like, can't even understand like each a- other, what are you feeling? English, when it's in another, when it's act, like in an accent, even in like the accents that exist within the United States, like you'll have people that are up north and they'll hear like somebody from the south talk and they're like, I don't understand what they're saying. It's really bad. Yeah. All the Americans that are going to be mad at us.
0: Oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about escaping a lot on this podcast. <laughs>
0: So Christabel, what are some ways that you practice self-care? We are talking a lot about self-care this year in the podcast. If you haven't been listening, uh, all of our (laughs) guests, we've asked about self-care. So what are some ways that you practice on a daily or a weekly and a monthly basis?
2: Uh, I've actually been getting facials like um, monthly. Like, I think I just want this to be my year of joy and, you know, everyone's going on about soft life or whatever. But I I think the past two years have been, you know, quite difficult for everyone. And I just want a year of ease and joy. And I, you know, I thought, let me, let me have facials. Um, Luckily, I actually go to this, a black facialist in London and she did a special deal for me. And I was like, okay, I will book six facials and I will go every month and look after my skin. And it's just a nice way to just look after myself and switch off and yeah glow afterwards
1: yeah and what's nice about facials is you don't have to do any work yeah that's my favorite thing you just get to sit back and enjoy it. it's like very relaxing I'd actually rather get a facial than like a massage for me personally
2: yeah I I would like to get a massage as well I think um I will treat myself at some point but I think yeah I think just going you know going for walks as well i've got some nice parks by me i'll have a podcast on um and just use that time to get some fresh air and be active and yeah just enjoy my surroundings
0: yeah i will say i found that black women more so than everyone else that i've talked to at least this year have been all about e- easing and slowing down and moving into calm because we're tired. <laughs> yeah. We just want a slow, like, a, a moment to experience the stillness that I think other people are, are gifted with at birth. And I feel like Black women specifically, typically, even in places of privilege, still have to do experience life at a a pace that I don't think everyone else has to experience all the time. And so I've been finding more so with interviews, even with celebrities or people who, you know, have money or even not anyone who's had the privilege or have been able to slow down or choose that route has taken that route this year, or even like left jobs that were, you know, stressful because we tired. (laughs) Um, So you saying that you just chose a moment to slow down and, and, You know, operating stillness and choosing yourself. I think that's such a something that everyone can relate to right now, uh, especially Black women, because we just we're we're tired,
1: (laughs) so tired. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And I love that we're shifting from praising people for like resilience and how tough you are and how much you can handle and look, you do all these things. And I love that we're like saying. Wow, you you stopped doing that thing. Good for you. Like and being like proud of people for like taking time for themselves. So I know for so long, like I was always praised by like, oh look, you run multiple businesses, you do all these things, you're super busy. That's great. And like so all I would hear is like, well, that's what makes me special. That what makes me it's what makes me worthy that I can like do all these things. Um, but lately, like now when I'm like, oh, I'm too tired to do anything, it's like I'll get praise from my friends like I'm so glad that you're taking time for you. And I'm like, that just feels good. That's the type of energy I'm trying to give back to people as well. I have friends that have, you know, like we're doing the most and are now like, Oh, I'm like simplifying my schedule. I'm no longer having two jobs. I'm not doing these things. And I'm like congratulating them on, you know, taking the time for themselves. So I'm glad that that shift is happening And I I hope that it's something that sticks around because the pace of life that we were living was honestly just absolutely ridiculous.
2: Yeah. You know, I was praised for being, you know, strong before, but really I I don't know if I was – it was just what I had to do to survive. Exactly. And I think I just kept bottling things up and – You know, and then it eventually all got to me and I broke down and, you know, I I don't want that to happen again. So I'm now trying to really listen to my body, look after my mental health. Um, You know, I I try and journal when I can, but I just I'm trying to be really self-aware because, you know, the moment that stops, you can end up going to some dark places.
1: Yes, I love that. Mental health first above everything else. So where can our listeners go and follow along and support you? And what is the best way for them
2: to actually support you? So I'm mainly on Instagram at I am Christabel. So that's K-R-I-S-T-A-B-E-L. Um, also on TikTok at Christabel Plummer. That's P-L-U-M-M-E-R. And yeah, the best way to support me is to just like my content, share my content, uh save my content you know eventually you'll be able to subscribe whenever instagram gives me that option i would love to do some extra things um and who knows you know what i'll end up doing in the future i would love to write a book so yeah when that happens pre-order
1: yes i love it well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today i'm so excited we actually got to have you on i know you're super busy so we really appreciate it
2: thanks for having me